Hey, today's podcast, uh, we go into some of the things that are going on, getting ready for Donald Trump, who is going to be indicted uh, tomorrow. Also, a look at the economy, what Saudi Arabia did with oil. Oil prices are going to go up. This is we're being set up by our enemies. And some of our enemies used to be our friends, Brazil and Saudi Arabia come to mind. But it is coming. Chaos is coming. We give you all the details on that and so much more. Brought to you by Relief Factor. Yeah, it's our jam, okay? Relief Factor. Going about your daily life, tough, especially when you're in real pain. I know the feeling. I had severe pain for years. It is one of the reasons why I left New York. I, I thought the more uh, moderate temperatures might help. And then I stupidly moved to Dallas where there are no moderating temperatures. Anyway, uh, it is possible to set the burden down. It is possible to be living your best life. Please give Relief Factor a shot. See what it can do for you. Try it for three weeks. If it ain't working in three weeks, it's not going to work for you. But 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. 800, the number four relief. That's 800 for relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Here's the podcast. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We welcome Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, what is the big story in your world today? Has to be Asa Hutchinson, doesn't it? <laughs> Has to yes. be. Yes. He's good. Finally gotten Fine. into the race. Oh, oh we man. Been begging how I, and how I begged and pleaded. Asa, please, please. just consider 2024. Yeah. Would you please right. just jump in? We've been saying it since the early 20s. <laughs> and yeah. uh it's was it the wow. 1920s because yeah, i've been saying it for a long, long time. time it does seem like a hundred years it does but, uh, it does and finally mm-hmm. and finally and he had a good suggestion that you know everybody who's in front of him get out of the race and i think that's <laughs> you know that that'd be helpful for him so right. yeah yeah well yeah. so um, that's uh that's good by the way um desantis is uh was up in pennsylvania and uh, looks like he's, you know, almost for sure running. Oh, for right. Sure. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind? Well, no. no, I've I've talked to him while he never said to me he was running. I've had several sit downs you right. know, with him and there's and n- pretty recent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is absolutely no doubt in my mind. I'm excited about that. Are you? Yeah, I am. Mm. I, I think I think he's great. I also S- like Vivek, though. Uh, yeah, I like Vivek, too. Not a chance, but I like Vivek. Right, I know. I like Vivek. Just the name will probably hamper him. Right? It's so odd. It's It's like, uh, you know, Barack Obama. Yeah. You know, we don't (laughs) don't vote for people like that. With weird names. No, we we sure don't. Um, All right. uh, There's uh, also, uh, you know, Donald Trump. You know, being indicted tomorrow. There is that. Yeah, there's we got that going for it. His legal team. Uh, says that the judge is probably going to impose a gag order on him. Is that even legal? How is that? How is that possible? I don't. I don't know. These gag orders—they seem to happen a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. no, if you're coming after me, right. uh, no, I'm. I'm going to defend myself in the media. You're not going to have a one-way street on this. Plus, 
I'm a presidential candidate. You can't gag me. There's, uh, how is that possible? It's, I don't think it is. Well, the NYPD apparently is uh, is not happy with the Manhattan DA. Uh, they said uh, nobody wants to be the one bringing Trump in. Cops believe this is a case of political uh, uh, political uh, persecution, and on the facts, it's a joke, according to NYPD sources. We were kind of wondering this morning, why doesn't he just stay in Florida where DeSantis said he's not going to go get him? He's not going to allow that. Just stay there and and don't go to New York, and you won't have to be brought in. wonder what would happen. Yeah, I wonder know. what would happen. I don't. Are you going to forcefully go yeah. remove Donald Trump from Mar-a-Lago? Yes, they would. You think so? Yeah, they would. Man, they what would. a country. What a country. Besides Aza, 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 Aza Hutchinson mm-hmm. uh, running, which just uh, just rolls off the tongue. Sure does. Uh, what else is so? And, and the Donald Trump? Well, I really like the fact that James Patterson has called out the New York Times hmm. uh, for their... Bizarre bestseller list practices, and I I think you might have mentioned this before. You know, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah, I read the article this morning, and it mentions me. Yeah, that I've been yeah. <laughs> I've been saying this for, for years. a long, long time. But Patterson is like, um, <clears throat> I sold the by far the most amount of books, and what was he? He was like, he has 114 New York Times bestsellers, correct? Which is the Guinness Book of World Record holder. And 67 of them went to number one. Right. So he's a guy who knows what he's talking about. And he's not even talking about one of his books right now. He's yeah. talking about uh, Mike Pompeo's book, which was ahead of, I don't know, six books that were listed above him. And he's like, why? Bestseller should be, I don't know, the person who sold the best. No, no, no. They have a special, <laughs> they, they have a special look at it. They have a special formula. Uh huh. And what is that formula exactly? Uh, if it is, if it's something the liberals like, it goes higher. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good formula. No, it's a very complex algorithm. <laughs> very complex algorithm. Don't they claim? Do they claim some of these bookstores have more weight than others? Yes. Or whatever. They, they, these little teeny, <clears throat> you know, heritage bookstores, which all tend to, 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 to be around, uh, you know, university. Uh, they get weighted more. So if they sell one book, it's like selling three books. Ah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh no, it's that, uh, no, that it's crazy. It's uh, super, super accurate. So you you got wow. that uh, you got that going for you. Uh, Stu, biggest is, story of the day for you. I was just going to just to finish up on that New York Times thing. It is amazing that. You're not speculating there. That's like what they admit. They admit yeah. they have their own right. formula that is going to bring in that certain books sold at certain bookstores count as more. Right. And these are the people that are talking to us about the science. These and are the fairness. people that are talking about fairness and facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same type mm-hmm. of people, certainly, that say an apple is an apple, and you have to admit when an apple is an apple. <laughs> but a book sale is not a book sale. <laughs> right. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly right. Can I bring up one other thing that seems kind of important to me, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard hardly anybody talking about. And uh, that's the fact that, you know, here we are talking about TikTok and how mm-hmm. uh, China could be spying on all Americans. Mm-hmm. I think a more important issue is that they control all of our medication. Almost why, why is that a, all medication why, why is, is that manufactured a, in China. Why is that? Um, because well, if they decide that um, 
I don't know, we really are an enemy and they don't want to provide us with our medication anymore, a lot of people are going to die, including me. So, and so, so now you care. Now I care. Now you care. Right? Okay. Now you didn't care I, before. I didn't care before when right. other people were going to die. But now, now it involves right. me. Right. And I kind of want my medication. Right. So why aren't we even talking about that? How is it possible that why nobody's Why are we saying, talking about all of the things? I know. When it comes to China, we're not talking about any of it. You know what we're talking about? Trans day. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Right. Trans day. What the hell? Can, yeah. can we talk about the Medication, medical situ- situation? could be one of the most important things of all time for us. Do you know that we are now having baby food shortages? Yes, again. 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 But that's okay. Tariffs work, so. tariffs work wonders on that one. No, don't they? they're great. Uh, you, uh, By the way, Glenn uh, said, I mean, what are we talking about? The trans day. Um, but can we talk about the trans day for just one second? Sure. Because. <laughs> sure. Here's the thing. It's called the Trans Day of Visibility. Just to be clear, we can see. <laughs> we can tell. Mm-hmm. We're aware. This is not... We can, We have eyes. We mm-hmm. notice. Yeah, I but don't they understand. Were, they took it visible. Visible. I don't understand what you're saying there, Stu. Uh, I'm saying mean, it's visible. We <laughs> are aware. Okay. Yeah, but not until the day of visibility, here. though. Not until yeah. the day of visibility. No. We couldn't see them before that. The they day. were invisible. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and can I ask one question here? Yeah. We had a, uh, when, let's say, uh, some right-wing lunatic goes mm-hmm. into a, uh, a trans gathering and commits a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. First of all, we would be the first people on the air saying how terrible that was and how awful it was. And how um, awful that person was. And how awful that person was. Mm-hmm. Even if they claim to be Christian or claim mm-hmm. to be Republican or claim mm-hmm. to be a Donald Trump supporter or whatever. And just because I'm a clothes horse, I might have commented on the trans person's clothing and their outfit. Might have. That's, that, that's Good or bad. Might have done it. You, might have done you it. You are fashion. Yeah. Um, so you have <laughs> this situation where if a right-wing person goes in and was com- to commit a mass shooting of trans people, we would, uh, media, society in general, would, of course, say i can't believe this are trans people in danger uh blah 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 rightly so right if if there was a physical attack against trans Mm, people that would be mm, a normal mm. reaction for society Mm. but what what actually happened was a trans person shooting a bunch of children at a christian school and the media reaction is still trans people should be worried they're in danger Mm -hmm. what can well, wait, Has wait, any- wait, wait. I'd just like to add just one little fact to that. That makes the third trans person uh, that is has been a, um, you know, a, a, a shooter, kill, a shooter of mm-hmm. multiple people. And uh, plus a that, non-binary. Yeah, non-binary. So they're mm-hmm. very they're in danger. They can be yeah. killed by police at any time as they're <laughs> shooting people. <laughs> and, that's, and, and to be clear, we saw as uh, mm. protesters were holding up seven fingers to say there were seven victims oh, of the shooting, How including agonizing. the shooter. 
Uh, I've heard zero from the media about mm. how Christian children at schools should be worried about their futures. That apparently is not interesting at all. In fact, I haven't heard word one really about these victims. All we've heard mm -hmm. is about the trans people and how they are mm -hmm. at, in danger from this incident somehow. Because I guess evil conservatives are going to get mad that apparently trans people are shooting children in Christian schools. Can you believe that? They'll probably pounce on that as an opportunity to dislike trans people more. I mean, it's just, it, this has been, of all the things we could describe the media and and Democrats in general as being despicable on, this one might okay. get close to the top of the charts. In, uh, in, in, in a story that has absolutely no relation to what we're talking about at all. Cut four, please. Have you seen the lightning that has struck New York over the weekend? Watch this. This is absolutely incredible. I mean, that's nuts. Wow. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening really cool. to us, you're like, what's nuts? <laughs> right. You're not watching it with us on The Blaze. That's what's crazy. Should be a subscriber. It, uh, <laughs> it, it, a bolt of lightning anchors down on the Freedom Tower, and it just becomes a lightning cage and, and is held there for a while. It's yeah. crazy. It's really cool. But, you know, I'm it's, sure that. Since nobody got hurt, it's really cool. Yeah. If it would have electrocuted everybody in the building, it wouldn't have been quite as cool. Well, then we would have we have to worry about trans lives. Yeah, I Which, mean, it could how have many been trans full people of Christian in the children, and who <laughs> gives a flying crap? <laughs> All right, thank you, Pat. Yeah. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. You can hear uh, every day before this uh, rat-infested program. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Tomorrow is a, um, a pretty big day for the Republic. Tomorrow, a former president of the United States is going to be arraigned in New York. Uh, and uh, we'll find out what the charges are. I mean, so far, we think that it is, you know, all around the idea that uh, Donald Trump uh, claimed legal fees on uh, on paperwork when he paid somebody off in court stormy daniels and uh, apparently you can't do that as um hillary clinton found out as she declared legal fees for the uh the the uh the dossier right yeah fusion gps dossier and so you had you had her get a, a nasty fine you have donald trump uh you know, possibly going to jail, but we don't know what the charges are. We hopefully will find out what they are after he has been arraigned or sorry, not arraigned, but in indicted and he comes in and is fingerprinted and they officially charge him. Now, the it's my understanding that the judge may issue a gag order, which is insanity, is insanity. Wait a minute. How do we would wait a minute? You're saying that the media can pile on and say these things, but he's not allowed to say anything and he's running for president of the United States. How, how is that even possible? They can just continue to slander him and he can't defend himself. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I mean, we don't know that that's going to happen. That is what has been reported though today, right? And 
if that does happen, it's a disgrace because not only is he a free citizen that should be able to defend himself publicly, particularly in a situation like this. I mean, this is not a you know, it's not a major. It's 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 a it's a, a improper classification of of ex- campaign expenditures is what they're charging him with. Obviously, he denies a lot of this, but like be- besides the fact that he, any normal citizen should not have this happen to him. I mean, it's a central part of the argument Donald Trump is making to be reelected, right? He, he the, the central part of his argument is that I am being targeted by these forces in the government that you need me there to stop. Like, that is, it's like his entire argument to become president of the United States again. I know. And they want to take him, they want to take that out of his mouth? I mean, that's imp- uh, it seems certainly not America. absolutely impossible. You know, we're actually repeating history. I mean, not exactly, um, but the progressives are. Um, the progressive party put uh, Eugene Debs, uh, he, he was the... The founder of the International Socialists uh, Party, founder, I think, of the communist movement here in America. Um, He was a labor union guy, an organizer, and he was put into jail under uh, Grover Cleveland um, because convicted of federal charges for defying a court injunction against the strike and served six months in prison. But then... In 1920, he's running, and in 1918, he starts speaking out against World War I, and Woodrow Wilson charged him with uh, the Sedition Act and put him in prison for 20 years, was it? Uh, Convicted, Sedition Act, sentenced to a 10-year prison term. So he was supposed to go to prison for 10 years, and it was only because... Uh, Harding came in and Wilson didn't run for a third term that uh, he was released. The Republican came in and said the Sedition Act is absolutely unconstitutional. They got rid of the Sedition Act and they forgave him. But he ran for president from prison. From prison and got three and a half percent. Which is more than Asa Hutchinson will uh, get being a free man, which is weird. Uh, do you, what do you think of the politics of this, Glenn, and how, how this plays out? I mean, I, I, the standard way of thinking seems to be that this is going to help Trump in the primary and then question marks in the general. What do you think of that analysis? I think it makes America a more dangerous place. Um. Because you're going to have uh, you're going to have tensions just escalate the more, especially if they if they take away and give him a gag order. Um, They also can charge him for saying things against the district attorney, which is insane to me. Where's your freedom of speech? What do you mean? You're not going to say things against the district attorney. He's on television saying bad things about you. What are you talking about? Uh, so there may be a gag order coming. Uh, uh, they may throw additional charges on because of what he has said publicly about the district attorney. I, I don't know, but I, I just I don't see this being a good thing. Do you, and, does this rally Republican yes. voters in the primary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Already has. Yeah. So let me see. There's a new poll out uh, that shows in this poll. 
was done by John McLaughlin. Now, this is Trump's pollster, um, but it shows full-fledged ballot test, 14 potential Republican candidates. President Trump leads with 51%. DeSantis is now at 21 in January, President Trump led the field 43. DeSantis was at 31. In a uh, matchup of just DeSantis and Trump, Sky Trump skyrocketed over 60%. Now 63% total. DeSantis had just 30%. Um, and in the general election, margin of error 3.1. Trump found leading Biden 47 to 43%. Uh, so he's, he's winning in all of them. And it looks like, except for the general, it looks like the indictment is swaying Republicans. I mean, you're hearing, you know, almost exclusively, I don't know, Asa Hutchinson might be the exception to this, but even the Republican candidates running against him are saying how, uh, what a disgrace this is, including DeSantis, including pretty much everybody coming out and saying, look, this is, this is wrong. The question, I think, is, you know, politically, you get past this first stage, right? I mean, Trump is comes into this is the overwhelming favorite. I know some of these polls look close, but like, you know, he's he's a former president. He controls every news cycle. It would be, you know, he would have to, in some ways, blow this to not win. I mean, DeSantis has never been proven on the stage, and I like DeSantis quite a bit. But there, he's never had, he's never been in this situation before. We don't know what to expect out of a, a DeSantis run, assuming he does get in, which I'm sure he will. Um, he's done a really good job in Florida, and I think there's all expectations that he'd do a good job on a, on a national campaign, but we still haven't seen that. Trump has to be seen as the favorite. And then you see like a, an issue where, you know, again, the main conversation among Republicans and their politics right now is what's going on with Donald Trump. It seems to be the only thing we've talked about since 2015 is just this one person. And when you're that one person, you have a massive advantage here, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, And here's the thing. This isn't the only uh, the only investigation. You have the investigation of election interference in Mm -hmm. Georgia. You have the classified documents. You have January 6th. And you have the Stormy Daniels case. This is only one out of four, which is is one of the most incredible things I have ever seen in American politics. Never before has this happened. Gerald Ford lost the reelection because, well, Gerald Ford sucked, um, (laughs) but also because he pardoned Richard Nixon and people thought that was wrong. I happen to agree that that was wrong, but they did it for a reason. You didn't want to have a, a sitting president go through trial. I personally would have found that inspirational. I personally uh, would have found a president going to trial for an actual crime inspirational. No one in our government is above the law no one you don't get you break the law you go to jail the problem is and we see this now you can be had with as many laws as we have you can be had for anything look at how this guy has had every single i I will bet you every single intelligence group including the five eyes 
looking for dirt on this guy. Maybe the only one that wasn't was Israel. Every other intelligence agency in the world was looking for dirt on this guy. And, you know, um, who was it? Maxine Waters says, well, he earned this. He earned this. I'll tell you that right now. Did he? Did he? Who could withstand that kind of scrutiny? I've, I've said to him myself, I got to tell you, Mr. President, I, I mean, I thought because I, I lived in New York. I watched you build these buildings and these buildings. Remember, Stu, they would just go up. Trump buildings, they'd go up. Everything else would take forever, and Trump would just, and it would be done. And I said to him, you know, you're a construction guy in New York where everything's bada-bing, you know. Hey, don't ask about Johnny. He might be at the bottom of the river today. And I said, if anything, I thought for sure there would have been some bribes or something going on in New York. I said, you are shockingly one of the cleanest guys. You have to be one of the cleanest guys because they've gone after everything and nothing. You get this something that's not really a crime. What do you think about the there? Because there's a there's a theory out there and, you know, whether it's coordinated or not is, is a separate question. But the theory basically is that this Stormy Daniels case being the worst, the weakest of the four or five cases that are out there. Right. Um, is it was intentionally put forth first. Now, of course, it is the oldest one, too. So it could just be that simple. But the idea is that while they all want to go after Donald Trump, there weren't a lot of DAs that wanted to be the person who pulled the trigger on the first time a president had been charged. It was a big hurdle, a big, you know, sort of wall there. And people didn't want to be the first one to go down that road and have to deal with all that. And now that this Stormy Daniels thing has gone for forward, they they're going to indict him and, and all, they have indicted him on this, that it makes the other cases more likely to come forward because now they don't have to deal with that precedent setting. Well, thing. they're going to they're going to indict, I think, in Georgia. But again, yeah. it will be laughable. You remember the she was the foreman of the jury. And she was like, yeah, we got to get him on something. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't wait to get him on something. Uh, I mean, that that's crazy. They're going to probably indict there. They cannot indict on the um, documents. How are they going to possibly oh, that indict? so weak. Uh, I mean, that weaker than this laughable. one, though. Weaker than this one? I, I mean, it's... it's I, they're both so weak that you would think there's no way. But if they indict him on this, which is a misdemeanor that is out of its, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, you know, when it's statute, of statute yeah. of limitations. Yeah. It's outside of that. How, how are they even charging? If that's uh, indeed what they're charging with. Right. I, and it's, it really is incredible. And I think, you know, you, you're going to see, you can go th- back and forth on all these cases. I'd love to get your take maybe a little bit in a little while of which one you think are the most likely to come through. What, what, what is Trump going to have to deal with here going forward? The best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just uh, looking up Hungary. It is where George Soros is from. And it is the country that I was thinking of. 1956, the Soviet Union invaded Hungary 
to crush a popular uprising against the communist government. And they had already infiltrated that government, had all their people in place. They then caused chaos on the streets. Um, and uh, then the tanks rolled in in 1956. Um, all right. We have uh, Dan Kelly on. He is a candidate for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Um, he is a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice. This race in Wisconsin is extraordinarily important. Uh, and uh, he is on now with us. He was up on an airplane. And it was running late, so he missed the first uh, first exposure here just a few minutes ago. We luckily have him on the phone now. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is great. You bet. Uh, you are running a very important uh, race right now. Um, how do you say the last name of Janet? She who must not be named. Okay. So That's uh, how we pronounce that. She is uh, from another planet. Um, and she is not just a liberal. She is a progressive. Yeah. Um, tell me the difference between you two. Yeah, it could not be larger. Uh, it's the difference between the rule of law and the rule of Janet Protasiewicz. And what I mean by that is, you know, in our constitutional system, the Constitution tells those in office what they are to do. And I understand that as a Supreme Court justice, your role is simply to apply the existing law to resolve the cases that come before us. That's the rule of law. The rule of Janet, she intends to place herself above the law. She has actually gone so far as to say that she would place her thumb on the scales of justice to make sure the cases are resolved according to her personal politics. That is crazy. Than, it is crazy. It, it is a, uh, a complete breach of trust with the people of Wisconsin. It is unconstitutional, and she is dead set on doing this. And this is why I think that uh, this race is gaining attention across the country, because I don't think I don't uh, I'm not aware of any judicial candidate in the history of the country who's ever campaigned on a platform of setting herself above the law, of rejecting the constitutional order. And yet that's what she's all about. And there are people like George Soros um, and Governor Pritzker from Illinois who are piling in tons of money to make sure that this happens for them. Well, I don't think that's going to happen here in Wisconsin, because I think the people of Wisconsin have really level heads on their shoulders. They're going to see right through this. And they still treasure their, their constitutional order. They treasure the liberties that their constitution protects. And the last thing they want is four progressive lawyers sitting in a Madison courtroom telling them what laws they can and cannot have and what liberties they may and may not enjoy. What, I think they're going to reject that out of hand. What is the balance of the court now? Uh, four to three. And one of the uh, constitution-following uh, justices is retiring. So this could this is for Ooh. all the marbles. If they win this seat, the uh, the constitutional order in Wisconsin is going to crumble uh, because you simply cannot have four lawyers setting themselves above the law and uh, reducing the other two branches of government to basically just their hand servants. So that's the risk here. Uh, but like I said, I, I think the people of Wisconsin are going to see through this. So we just need them to come out to, by tomorrow. Uh, no later than eight o'clock uh, and uh, vote to uphold our constitutional heritage. So and that's what it's that's what it's about. I, I just I just want to because this is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. As you're talking, I'm looking it up. There are some cases that she absolutely said she would put her thumb on the scale of justice to correct laws that she yeah. thinks are wrong, such as yeah. congressional uh, district maps, which she called rigged. So yeah. if 
if she disagrees with it, I mean, that is that is uh, that's not a judge. That's a dictator. That's That's exactly right. So we call that when it happens on the court, we call it a judicial tyranny because she would be using power that the people of Wisconsin have never loaned to her. And I understand the authority of the court is simply on loan from the people of Wisconsin uh, to whom that power belongs. And she just uh, she wants to reject all of that and become the source of authority, the source of law. And um, and that would just overturn the constitutional order. So uh, our the future of our constitutional heritage in the state of Wisconsin is on the line. But it's also going to have implications nationwide because if that gambit works here. There will be people that pick that up and use it as a template to push other courts in activist and political directions to set up judicial tyrannies in other states. I know a um, I know a federal judge who said the lower courts are already out of control. He said um, he has seen uh, court rulings where the judge has said this law doesn't make any sense and we're doing this. And completely yeah. untethered from the Constitution or the rule of law, no matter what that law is. Uh, law is. Um, in 2020, um, there was a $10 million bounty for this seat. It, they spent $10 yeah. million dollars for that race. That was the yeah. record. The national record is $15 million spent in Illinois. Yeah. Um Already, there is more than $37 million spent on this race. Yeah. We're expecting it to go uh, north of $50 million by the end of the day tomorrow. That is unbelievable. Please tell me some of that money is for our side. It is. Uh, so, uh, fortunately, there are folks around the country that still value the constitutional order, who understand that the role of the court is just to apply the law, not to make it up, not to change it, not to ignore it. But just to faithfully apply it every day as the Constitution commands them. And so they've uh, they've come along and uh, they've been supporting our efforts here in Wisconsin. And uh, and there's been enough uh, that we've been able to get the information to all the folks across Wisconsin uh, so that they can exercise an intelligent choice uh, by 8 p.m. tomorrow. So. uh, So, yeah, um, my opponent's got a ton of money and she'll outspend us. Uh, But I'm not too worried about that because. That bill of goods that she's trying to sell, I don't think there's enough money in the country to sell that to the good people of Wisconsin. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I I so I, I don't know how to judge the American people anymore. I know that there's good people out there on both sides, um, but there's not a lot of people that are awake on the other side. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're sitting here facing some of the worst times our country has ever had. And it doesn't seem like the American people really even know what's going on. Yeah, well, and Glenn, you know, I, and I think there is, you're, you're uh, reflecting a measure of concern that I do have. Um, you and I both know uh, what it took to originally secure the liberties that we cherish so well. You know, at the end of the Declaration of Independence, right before everyone signed their names, they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And many of them lost their lives or were bankrupted or convicted of treason. But they didn't count that a price too high to pay to secure those liberties. Now, today, we still have a responsibility of securing those liberties. But it's a pretty easy thing to do. You just got to vote. You don't have to lay your life on the line. You don't have to face bankruptcy. 
You don't have to sacrifice your sacred honor. You just need to come out and vote. And yet I'm worried that because it costs so little, the people oh, might no. value it little. Uh, so our project really is to remind the people of Wisconsin who they are, uh, that they are the bosses uh, in this form of government. And it's their responsibility to come out and make sure that we secure our constitutional heritage so we can hand that down to the next generation. They can do the same after that. It just comes uh, comes down to coming out. Now, it, last fall, there were 2.6 million people that came out to vote. And we're expecting that if it, uh, if we reach 1.6 to 1.8 million by the end of the day tomorrow, that'll be a lot. But think about that. That's an 800,000 to a million vote drop-off between fall and spring. And so our project is to get to all of them and remind them of the importance of securing our heritage because there is nothing written. And I know you've talked about this before, Glenn. There's nothing written that says that we are guaranteed to have our constitution from one generation to the next. No, we have to do that. We have to stand up and make sure that we secure it so that we can hand that down. And we do that through voting. It's, it's so easy to do. What's really um, so frustrating, uh, Dan, by the way, we are, we are talking to Dan Kelly. He is running for uh, the Supreme court in Wisconsin. Tomorrow is the last day to vote. It is extraordinarily important that you vote for Dan Kelly in Wisconsin. Do it today. Last chance is tomorrow. Um, But, uh, Dan, you know, what's so frustrating is our founders knew this. And Thomas Jefferson said that it's not right, I'm paraphrasing horribly, that we would rule from the grave. It needs to be up to every generation. But they made that part of the Constitution. You can change it. By yeah. by, uh, you know, changing the Constitution through amendments, but they don't yeah. do that. They never do that. Instead, they undermine the Constitution and get activist judges, which is not a democracy. That's not how a republic for sure. But even a democracy is supposed to work. Yeah, it's just lawless when that happens. And it's not like we don't know how to do this. I mean, we've amended the United States Constitution 27 times. We've amended the Wisconsin Constitution more times than I can remember. So we know how to do this. When, when, when the document needs to change, uh, we can do that. But we follow the constitutional order. That's what we require. So these, uh, these uh, uh, politicians who want to dress up like judges and go to the Supreme Court yeah. so that they can set aside laws that they don't like, so that they can change the meaning of our Constitution so it's more compatible with what they want, they are rejecting the very idea of law. Law has to have a fixed and discernible meaning. And if it changes depending on what a judge says, then it's not really law at all. It's just the judge exercising law power. So, um, so it really is about protecting the concept of law. It's about protecting the concept of the constitutional order. Um, real quick, because I've only got about uh, 90 seconds here. You are for... Um you know, actual sentencing of criminals, the lenience yeah. for criminals is uh, not part of yeah. your playbook. You support the Second Amendment. It's not clear if she does, but she's supported by right. gun gun control groups. Um, the uh, life question, you are pro-life. She is very pro-abortion. Um, and the lockdowns uh, from COVID, where do you stand against them? Where was she yeah. or where is she? So, yeah, so I think that she favors uh, lawmaking wherever it might occur according to her particular taste. 
Now, what I do, uh, you know, I was on the court uh, while the lockdown occurred, and the lockdown order came to us from review. And um, by a four to three decision, we decided that it was an unlawful order. Uh, but two of us on the court, Justice Rebecca Bradley and I, we looked at that and we said, well, there's a there's a more serious question about whether more than whether it went through the rule propagation process. It was a question of whether the executive branch agencies could use the power of the legislature to actually make laws all by themselves for right. the state of Wisconsin. Right. And so we looked at that and we said that was unconstitutional. We struck down that order. Uh, so that people could continue to enjoy the right to set their own laws in conversation with their legislatures. So they not have an executive branch bureaucrat usurp that power and exercise it on uh, when they have no right or authority to do so. Uh, Justice Daniel Kelly, thank you so much. If you want to know more about him, you bet. Good luck. Uh, You want to know more about him, justicedanielkelly.com. It is vital. If you were in Wisconsin, you were thinking, ah, it doesn't matter. If this matters to all of us, vote Daniel Kelly uh, in uh, the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court. Whatever way you vote, I mean, I hope you vote for Daniel, but whatever way you vote, your voice must be heard in Wisconsin. Last day to vote is tomorrow. Na, 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 na.